How's it everyone? Welcome to Let's Talk Digital with me, Audrey Naidu. On this podcast, you will find uniquely South African digital content brought to you from a local perspective across the industry. Sit back, relax and enjoy the conversation. Hey everyone, welcome back to Let's Talk Digital with myself, Audrey Naidu. I know it's been a minute since our last episode, but there's been lots going on in between. So I'm really excited to get 2023 started. I hope you're all doing well and looking forward to today's conversation. In this episode, we'll be tackling the subject of AR. Whether you're an expert or just getting started, this episode is guaranteed to give you a great overview as to why brands should be tapping into the AR space. In the studio today, we have two leading AR experts. The first person is Joan Walters. He is no stranger to Let's Talk Digital. He has been on the podcast before talking about digital transformation. He is not only a digital marketing expert, but also a augmented reality professional. He has worked with both agencies and brands over the last 10 years to adopt AR into the marketing mix. The next person on On the podcast is Chris Halton, who is a product leader with experience working at a number of startups and scale-ups helping to drive product development and growth. Chris joined Zapper, a UK-based technology company specializing in augmented reality and computer vision over six years ago. During that time, he has helped launch a number of new products and services, helping brands and agencies produce award-winning AR campaigns. How's it, guys? Welcome to the podcast. Great to have you with us. Thanks, Audrey. Great to be here. Thank you. So, Chris, I understand that you're in South Africa, in Cape Town, for three months from the UK. Uh, yes, that's correct. So um, uh, my wife and I um, are, are down here working remotely. Um, we're normally based in London in the UK. Um, what I'm doing is just uh, working with different clients and partners in uh, the South African market, trying to understand um, their needs and, and how it differs from uh, other geographies that we work in, um, and also having a nice time on the weekends exploring everything that Cape Town has to offer. That sounds fantastic. So guys, today our topic is around augmented reality. And I mean, augmented reality is not new, but I think from a marketing space, it's really evolved and shaped into new opportunities for brands and agencies to start tapping into. What I'm finding that it's really disrupting some of our traditional models and mindsets about uh, augmented reality. And today we want to demystify some of that, you know, understandings but also unpack some of the opportunities so uh, I want to get started I mean Chris between yourself and uh, Yuan you can decide how you're going to you know answer answer some of the questions that I have for you today but I think the main question for me is you know how would you uh, define augmented reality uh, I think that's a good one for Chris to start off. Okay, I can I can try. Um, yes, yeah, so um, augmented reality is the layering of di- of digital content over the real world. Um, and so, just to kind of break that down a little bit, what we're looking at with augmented reality is typically um, the user is using their mobile phone in order to layer 3D models or asset or assets over the real world. And when I say the real world that kind of breaks down into three core types of tracking. So you have what's called world tracking, which is when through your camera, you can identify a flat surface. Um, You also have face tracking, which is going to be quite well known to people where the camera actually identifies um, a user's face and can recognize different landmarks on their face. And then you also have something called image tracking, 
which is where an image has been uploaded to a server and the camera can identify that image exists. Um, so the tracking sort of forms the basis of any AR experience. So to kind of um, reiterate that, it's world, face and image tracking. And then once you have your phone identifying this uh, tracking, then you can start to do really creative and interesting things with it. And how that normally manifests is the layering of, of 3D models with animations and interactions over that tracking type. Um, and that just unlocks so many interesting opportunities for brands and agencies to use within their marketing. So rather than you know being limited to uh, video content or some sort of advert on the internet, you now have the opportunity for your brands to interact uh, with your customers, sorry, to interact with brand assets brand assets um, in their environment. And what we find is that's a really um, rich, uh, almost emotional connection with your brand. Um, and so it's something that, that we see a lot of success in people within their marketing stack. So uh, that's my, my kind of short overview of augmented reality. It's <laughs> amazing, Chris. <laughs> Audrey, I'm going to also kind of um, add okay. something to that. I guess what is interesting, what we always find, well, often find in, in, in discussions is the misunderstanding between augmented reality and virtual reality and even some of the other extended realities. So where virtual reality in contrast um, is where your world is completely replaced with a digital world, right? So it has been recreated as a fantasy world, for example, um, and you experience that through a headset, right? Um, and again, where that kind of reality is completely replaced by this virtual world. So then thereby in contrast with augmented reality is where you can still see your real world through your phone, but digital assets are um, kind of like layered um, in, in, into, your own, into your own space. It's almost taking your current creative model and layering it with this more rich interactive interpersonal experience is that right that's right yeah and there's also something and maybe to add to that but to mention like the extension of the current creative model is where if you think in terms of digital marketing right um there's a lot of kind of been um advancements into new kind of ad formats or creative types that marketers can kind of dip into their toolkit um to use you know like on, on social media or to use on display advertising you know like video um any anything that we deem as rich media in our world right but now with augmented reality or extending that capability that rich media is now becoming richer and that rich media is now actually becoming 3D and you're working in a 3D space, um, creating more, I would say, like a spatial experience um, to rich media as we know it. Okay, thanks, Johan, for that context. I just wanted to expand on what you and Chris have been telling me about augmented reality. What is the, the level of adoption in South Africa? And is there kind of resistance or a fear of moving into the space more? Because I'm not seeing a lot of AR ad formats being produced, or am I wrong? Yeah, maybe um, Chris, do you want to go from from your perspective, um, you know, looking on a global level and how how it might compare what you see in the market? So, um, on the adoption of augmented reality, I think an interesting like, sort of term and inflection point was the introduction of uh, web AR, uh, which kind of started surfacing around 2018, 2019, uh, and what that meant was rather than users having to download a specific app to experience augmented reality, they could experience it through the browser. And so the reason that why that context is important in this question 
is that made the accessibility of of AR experiences a lot higher. So uh, so we found that adoption really kind of skyrocketed globally at that inflection point. Speaking generally, you know, one of the things with, with augmented reality is often the campaigns are quite localized. So they're being tracked off something like a product packaging or they're being sent by SMS or by email. And so really we're not kind of seeing it every day. It's not kind of all pervasive in some sort of dystopian world almost. Um, but, but, it, but, you know, we, we are seeing really high quality campaigns happening. And then often when you see those campaigns happening, they're kind of being recorded and displayed in press releases and, and winning awards like that. So it's, it's kind of happening between a brand and an individual on quite a localized level. Johan, obviously you have more familiarity with the South African market. Maybe you can kind of talk to, to the adoption um, down here. Yes, yeah, um, perfect. So, so being in the AR space locally for about ten years, um, it's been a very interesting journey. Um, I must admit, because in back then the technology that was all app based, so the consumer had to download an app, like like Chris explained, in order to just do um, you know access a small experience. So it was quite a big ask of the of the end user in the end. But so back in the day, I did a lot of brand activations and you know art activations, etc. Um, and and that has been always been great because it is controlled you could um, speak to the consumer you kind of make it easier to like walking around with an ipad with an ar app already downloaded and then kind of gave them and also like the events and exhibition space so kind of having that small little section of you know surprise and delight with the delegate um, or uh, somebody going to art gallery um, to kind of have that experience with the artist or experience with the brand so that has been in the past um, and then like chris mentioned when web-based augmented reality came came out that just blew up completely the all the um, opportunities there and removing those barriers for the end user and so since then um and we can maybe talk in a bit bit more um separately but your the ways that you could now access web-based ar is is endless right so because it is basically accessing um 3d content and experience that is on a web page essentially you have a, a website url right in that um house the the ar so what you now can do is actually promote and distribute that experience on social media social posts paid social posts on any of the social media um, platforms right and like chris mentioned and, and emails and sms but you can also do the same experience of um, traditional print right so via qr code and you can do it um, even place it on a tv ad right so you can just imagine how that opportunity is really just ex so expansive um, and that is what i'm seeing brands starting to understand that opportunity and how to bring that expand it into existing marketing mix um, and um, weave it into, for example, the social media post. So as the end user, it's not screaming um, AR, AR. Um, it is more like saying tap to enter our 3D world, right, for this kind of experience or for that kind of competition. And you know, so personally, I've done quite a few of those campaigns that is um, promoted and launched via a social media post. Thanks, Yuan. Um, you know, do you have any examples of brands that are actually getting this right in the South African space? Uh, yeah, and I'm going to ask Chris to also kind of give some some insight from his side um, as well. But what I could see locally is um, there's a lot of creative agencies and brands that are very curious and intrigued by what AR can can add to their to their narrative. So um, uh, a lot of kind of like 
uh, interesting enough, uh, wine winemakers and wine estates have kind of tapped into this as an engagement um, part. So there's, there's been quite a few um, examples of brands doing that. Can think of uh, Durbanville Hills wine uh, a few years back. Um, can think of Fourth Street wine on, on social media. And then there's also been bigger brands that I think uh, Chris can maybe talk to that's um, kind of also tapped into that. So Coca-Cola, definitely for wine. And then even um, Engine Fuel, they, they kind of in, um, used AR um, quite a few years back, um, but it was still very impactful for me to kind of see how the how the consumers um, reacted to it, of where they printed uh, a code on the tool slip when you go to the engine one stop, and you could then and it promoted the game, and obviously the um, children want to play the game, so then uh, the the parents encouraged to you know, like you make a purchase at the one stop um, so that um, they can access the, the AR game via the tool slip, and that was very successful to my knowledge. So I don't know, Chris, maybe from your perspective if you've got anything you wanted to expand on yeah I, I guess the other quite nice interesting example that's slightly different to yours was the cape town aquarium um and and so uh, cape town aquarium had um rescued i, I don't know and you might be able to clarify was it a turtle or a tortoise that they'd rescued i'm gonna have to get back to you on the we facts defer, defer on that one. But they, they, i'm deferring cape that Cape Town Aquarium had this really feel-good story that, that that they wanted to share with um, visitors to to the uh, to the space, and um, they they sort of rescued this turtle. Um, I think it had been injured or damaged, and, and they sort of rehabilitated it within the aquarium. Um, and their kind of intention of it was to release um, the turtle back into the wild. Um, and so to kind of celebrate the work that they were doing, what they did was they created an augmented reality experience and, and they kind of replicated the turtle as a digital asset. So they, they recreated it as a 3D model. Um, and what that meant was they could then use the, the model as an augmented reality experience. And, and so visitors to, to the space, so typically children, but people of all ages would have the opportunity to go in, put on a kind of AR um, headset or, or through their phone and they could kind of experience and interact with this model in real time and and so that that was a real lovely way for people to connect with with this animal on a on a deeper level and a great you know great piece of marketing for the aquarium as well so they could they could sort of publicize it in uh, marketing collateral, collateral across their website and social and say you know come down to the space interact with this augmented reality experience and, and um you know from from what i hear it was uh, super successful i think that's a great example of utilizing paid owned and earned media you know to get bigger impact from a campaign like that so thanks for that chris um i just wanted to uh, to ask you you know based on what you said do you believe that augmented reality should be seen as still be seen as innovation because brands will will tap into something new and put it into the innovation bucket or should we be looking at it as mainstream media now and start to find ways when we're doing our regular campaigns to plug in this type of experience for our consumers yes you know on the innovation thing so you know as you mentioned at the top of the show, we, you know, Zap has been going for 12 years. This isn't actually brand new technology, but it has, it has kind of struggled to find that kind of broader adoption. Um, where they are in the last few years has certainly helped with that. Um, in terms of like whether brands should be using it, I think it, it kind of depends on the situation. So 
the way that we see augmented reality adding value for brands is as a storytelling medium. Um, and so brands have typically have stories to tell. Uh, well, hopefully they do. Uh, and augmented reality is, is arguably the richest way to do so. So rather than um, someone passively um, consuming your advert or some uh, video material that you've created, what augmented reality does is, is, is it's interactive. Um, so it's active and uh, you know you within within that story you have um, people determining where they want to go next and, and possibly playing a game so we think out of, of kind of all the ways for brands to connect with their audience it's one it's the one that has the kind of most emotional resonance we think so if you believe that you have a kind of interesting story to tell that makes sense then i i think definitely um you should should be considering augmented reality um, throughout the year for your campaigns. And Audrey, I can maybe just um, add something from, from our side there as well. Is, and you mentioned like, you know, um, should brands be, you know, like cautious about it, et cetera. But the, what I kind of find quite a good way is to kind of use um, a test and learn approach, right? Meaning that um, every brand and in, in today's kind of landscape needs needs to have a level of agility, right? That agility is part of the kind of the, the team's DNA in the end, right? The, the the one the willingness to test and learn something new, right? And AR is such a great way of, because it's completely in, um, can can be completely integrated into the marketing mix and the tracking and, and 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 the measurement side of things that you can add it to your test and learn framework and and kind of assess, you know, like you know, I'm not going to test this, I'm going to expecting this um, as a result um, and I'm going to learn from it and then and from that perspective you could um, expand so it is a channel I guess that it's very measurable um, that you could set KPIs to that um, aligns with your the rest of the KPIs and of your channel mix and like Chris says like you know you could you could really put it in any part of that marketing funnel with its own set of KPIs and it will perform against your current um, uh, channel choices Okay, so guys, my question is, you know, um, what are some of the challenges then in terms of increasing this adoption rate in the South African market? I can go first. Um, so essentially, I would say demystifying for one, right? And the I guess demystifying the accessibility of the technology, right? Meaning that um, especially like um, Zap has done a great job at democratizing the technology and making it available to so many people. Um, the choice of platforms and products are vast to kind of give you an option as uh, somebody that is not a developer like myself um, and I could build AR experiences to maybe somebody with kind of like we call it like a you know, low code experience and then there are platform solutions for actual developers right as well so it kind of covers that entire uh, space but it's the education part I feel and the enablement part that could that would help um, brands um, in the local market to accelerate the adoption of, of AR. Chris maybe from your side? Yeah so to take a, a slightly different approach so one of the things that we found was that when brands were um, attempting to use augmented reality they would often just build a campaign without really understanding the why behind the campaign. Um, and and so what we found was that a lot of the times when people were building augmented reality, it didn't really have that sparkle, that immersion that that typically end users want to have from an from an AR experience. Um, so I think Johan's point on on testing and learning is is really important. Um, you really need to take a sort of 
medium to long-term approach with augmented make sure that your creative is, is going to resonate with um, your end users and then once you kind of have that internal capability bit of muscle memory within within the marketing team then you can start to expand a little bit further and so yeah i think what we need really for end users to adopt it and this is true of the south african and, and global markets is we need the quality of the ar experiences to to be really high otherwise we'll sort of end up with this uh, almost like a mindset where i've tried augmented reality i don't really like it what we really want to see is that that quality of experience is increasing um, and and so as johan mentioned we have a number of tools at zapper that sort of allow you at that different stages in your ar uh, maturity to to build experiences and and um and yeah and you know also work with some of the really talented production studios out there um, because they have lots of experience in building great campaigns so my kind of advice for brands and, and if they want to get the adoption is focus on on, on quality of experience um, rather than just doing something that that isn't going to have that impact because you're not going to get the results that you want yeah that's an important point because it it comes back to education right if brands are educated and they have the know-how and the basic know-how they're able to brief and guide the agencies in terms of what they expect in in the outcome of it so i think it's very important that internal capability you spoke about resides within brands so that you get that full value of the that experience instead of not knowing and then the agency might not be producing the work that you speak about so in terms of quality and impact I just wanted to ask you you know are creative agencies in South Africa able to produce you know these types of AR experiences or does a company like Zapper you know work with local markets and it's almost like a collective partnership when you're running a campaign to ensure that you get the basics right and you build those interactive experiences. Johan, I guess maybe you, you can speak about... Um, yeah, I think it's a, it's a joint, joint response. Yeah, so I can go first. Yeah, thanks, Chris. So, um, so I've seen um, a lot of kind of agencies that are so willing to learn and try AR. Um, and it's been an interesting journey for, I think, both myself kind of walking the journey with them and then on their side, um, because traditionally, you know, you might be producing content in a two-dimensional space, right? And the moment that you cross over to AR, <laughs> that sounds weird, um, into the 3D space, there's a different way of thinking about it, right? And it's um, through that audio, like you mentioned, that kind of education part of it of where you know using prototyping and using design thinking really as a framework to kind of get brands to kind of like you know and and, and creative uh, teams to try things out and understand what is that difference between the 2d space and a 3d space in the moment and i've seen light bulb moments right and the moment you understand that then you realize but you could not design in a 3d space and then the creative agencies fly with their with their concepts and their, and their creativity Chris, on your side. Yeah, I, I, and what we've seen emerge over the last few years is the rise of sort of specialist AR agencies as well. So you you obviously have your sort of big agency groups that that help brands across their entire marketing mix, building um, creative. And those agencies have sort of uh, been looking to build up their internal capabilities on augmented reality so that they can offer that as an additional service. But often, you know, that takes time and investment. Um, and so what, 
what we've kind of seen to to fill that gap just while those agencies um, come up to speed with the technologies and really develop their internal expertise is this rise of, of smaller specialized AR production companies. Um, and there are dozens of those that have risen up across the world. And, and so often what we see is brands working with their agency and then the agency actually bringing in a third um, party that is specialized in augmented reality. And that can be really impactful. Um, obviously, there are, there are some costs to it because you've got another set of stakeholders um, and often the, the agency in the middle won't want the client and the production studio to interact, which which does have some limitations on on outcomes because you know we all know communication is super important. But yeah, that, that's kind of the makeup of, of what we've seen as a business globally. Um, in terms of whether South African agencies have the capabilities, um, there are a number of them that that are building really good um, AR experiences, and certainly put Johan in that that mix as well with the work that he does. But, you know, work is so kind of international now and everyone's working remotely that it's so easy to communicate um, across borders on an AR experience and build something really effective. So to kind of answer your question, yes, there are agencies doing great things within South Africa, but, you know, we're often seeing agencies from, from across the world working on different geographies as well. And just to quickly add there, Chris, I think that's such a good, good comment there in terms of now the accessibility to to talent pools and skill sets are global now. Um, I can recall quite a few years back, um, I happened to be on uh, away from home for for work and um, worked across different time zones, different um, stakeholders dialing in and being able to manage uh, and, and produce a, a campaign that way. So um, I think that that's a very good call out. Thanks, guys. And the reason why I'm asking, you know, are we actually ready for this? It's almost like the next wave of AR happening. And for two reasons, because I've seen two different trends popping up. AR disrupting the e-commerce space. One, you know, we can uh, chat about today. And then two is how is AR being used within the metaverse and brands trying to get into the metaverse space. So, you know, there's two to these two trends is dependent on AR and agencies supporting brands to get get it right. Uh, do you want to maybe talk about AR disrupting the e-commerce space, and we can quickly get into the metaverse? Cool, uh, Chris. Do you want to do you want to start? Yeah. So, with e-commerce, um, often the kind of buying decision comes down to you know I'm looking at a product on a screen, and I I'm restricted because I can just see one side of that product. And what AR can really add value is 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 bring that um, in real scale to life in the space where it's going to be. So the example that great for augmented reality is is furniture. So if you have uh, a sofa, what you can do is on your e-commerce store just have it as have that piece of furniture. So let's say a chair for this example as a 3D model. And I can actually rotate it around and and look at it from different angles on the screen. Um, but Zappa have a really amazing product called AR Web Embed. And what that means is we just have pop up a little QR code um, and the user can then scan that QR code and they can actually view that chair to, to finish this example in their space. And they'll go, what does the color look like in my room? What's the size like in my room? Um, and you start to start to see real upticks in purchase because 
buyers have more confidence that this is the product that they actually want. That's amazing. Um, and just to add on to that is that, you know, especially in the e-commerce space, tracking and customer journeys are key. And um, most brands have full-on uh, measurement in place, you know, to kind of track that kind of uh, e-com purchase funnel. Um, and what is interesting is by bringing in AR into that mix, into that customer journey. And yeah, so we've seen by, you know, e-com brands monitoring that um, that kind of funnel in their analytics, um, that if you were to bring an AR into the mix for, you know, visualizing that product um, as part of that customer journey, that in many cases, you're shortening that that um, that conversion funnel um, and then seeing great increases in your um, overall conversion rate. Yeah, Johan, I, I think what's great is I really like your reference to measurement throughout this conversation because one of the key things brands will be asking, how do we measure the success of this? You know, why should we be doing it? Are we wasting money? That kind of things. How is, is it lending itself back to brand consideration? So those are the type of questions as a brand um, I would I would be asking if I'm if I'm utilizing this for my for my campaign. So great that you touched on that i wanted to ask you guys a question please pardon my ignorance but you know i so i'm a mac user and i'm on the website and want to try on the color lipstick virtually is that now ar or vr experience that i get where you know i can try on the lipstick before i purchase it um i could take this one your hand so, oh, so what you're what you're describing is is such a great um use of augmented reality um, so um, what you're going to do is you're going to activate a face tracking experience and uh, what the phone is doing and what the kind of computer vision underlying it is saying, these are all the different uh, reference points on my face. So these are my eyes, these are my eyebrows, this is my nose, these are my ears. And then in your example, you, you're going to, um, the phone is going to identify that these are your lips. And so what the, what the AR experience creator will do if they will, they will put that um, exact um, color representation over your lips. And therefore, when you're trying it on, you're looking at a view of your face for your phone's camera. And um, but the color of the lipstick has just been augmented over your over your lips. Um, so that that would be a kind of excellent example of, of face tracking within augmented reality. Yeah, I think that was an amazing experience. I really enjoyed it and I got to get the color that I like without going into a mm. finding a Mac store. So yeah, mm. I mean, there, I was a user of AR without even realizing it. And I think, Audrey, you kind of hit the nail on the head. It's like to the consumer, they don't care about the technology. They don't care about you know, what it's called. It needs to be useful, right? So there needs to be that kind of utility in that moment and be assistive to use the end user, right, um, in that moment. So yeah, I think that's a, that's a great use case. And um, similarly, um, I've seen um, the flip side um, of that kind of utility is, for example, so this is not, like I said, like you're trying on makeup, obviously you can extend it to sunglasses or other kind of garments. But then on the bigger scale, the larger scale, it can extend it to automotive, right? So where um, car brands can actually, you know, let the consumer visualize that vehicle in their driveway, right? Um, or in your living room as well. Um, but almost like, you know, real, real, real life size, right? So you could actually see it in your driveway, you could walk up to it, walk around it, change the colors, add on uh, the extras that you were looking at, look inside, and all of that can be done in AR and as part of that uh, purchase uh, consideration phase. Yeah, I think the possibilities are endless. And like you said, in, in part of the conversation, it's all about design thinking, taking the user 
insights uh, with the with the brand product that you you want to sell, but then creating a unique experience around that where the customer connects with the brand and the product at the same time. Perfect. Okay, so guys, let's talk about the the metaverse and now AR is uh, shaping that world because it's also still in nascent stage in South Africa while brands figure out what to do with the metaverse. How can AR be used effectively? Yeah, I just want to call back to, to the last point as well you made about the um, the, the face tracking experience and users uh, and you know in that moment you're not really knowing that it is face tracking and one of the things that that possibly has helped helped the AI industry back is it, it's quite jargon heavy um, and that makes it quite inex- sometimes a little bit inaccessible um, and and so you're right often people are experiencing augmented reality these days without knowing actively oh, I'm doing an augmented reality experience. And, and that's kind of the same thing that I see with the metaverse. Um, as a term, it doesn't really explain to anyone, um, you know, a layman that's not really in the technology space what it is, um, which isn't very helpful for a name. And so in terms of that jargon, metaverse for me is largely experienced as VR experiences. And so that is the sort of closed off 3D worlds that are viewed through a headset or through, you know, a computer screen. But it's kind of sort of come to encompass those VR worlds that that brands can take part in and build. Or it can also be kind of more subtler instances of that integration of the 3D computer graphics with the real world, which we see as kind of manifests as augmented reality. So there's it's kind of a whole spectrum of experiences that fall within that banner of the metaverse. Um, but typically, and this is where the sort of industry is starting to go, is that the metaverse is these virtual worlds that brands can participate in to connect with um, consumers. And, you know, often often we, we saw with the uh, rebranding of the Facebook organization to meta, a sort of explosion in in the the amount of times people were talking about the metaverse. So it almost became part of the zeitgeist. And every brand, I think, had a conversation with their agency and said, what is this metaverse? How do we participate in it? Are we going to like miss out on customers if, if we don't? And we saw lots of brands sort of jump on is, is probably a kind of pejorative word, but kind of try and get involved in this in this metaverse early on. And that was sort of towards the back end of, um, of 2021. Um, and so we saw lots of campaigns where I remember one example where uh, a beer brand in, in, uh, in the UK, they, uh, there was a digital horse racing experience in VR and they sponsored the banners that went along the side. So if you imagine like a, a real life horse racing event, you have these banner, banners along the side that brands can, can choose to purchase. And they actually kind of sponsored this horse racing event in VR, and then their their brand was sort of surfaced along the side of it. Um, and so we saw kind of lots of experiences like that, and that those types of experiences got a lot of press because they were novel. It it was kind of what journalists were interested in at the time. Um, that kind of hype around the metaverse, I think, has has subsided a little bit now. Obviously, if it if your target audience is participating in these VR worlds or or metaverses, um, then I think it it can possibly be a great opportunity for you to 
to put your brand in front of them within these worlds. And, and there's kind of um, an economy uh, that started to develop within those uh, worlds where the owners of the worlds can sell this digital real estate to brands. And, and when, when um, end users are sort of walking around these metaverses, then they can interact with those brands and play these kind of fun experiences. Um, but that, I mean, Johan might have a slightly different mm. take, but that's just mine. But um, that, that's kind of what I think of the metaverse as. Um, and augmented reality is, 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 is slightly more um, about enhancing the world that we have um, rather than sort of taking people off to, to a new digital world. And I can maybe um, like add to that as well. So we were both um, at the at the good fortune of um, attending Augmented World Expo in San Francisco last year. Um, and obviously, you know, the metaverse were quite a key theme in many of the kind of uh, conference tracks. And there were and what was interesting back then, and it was now June June last year, that there was not a single agreed definition <laughs> of what the metaverse is. So that was very interesting to see that globally. Um, but then I guess like fast forward to now, I think that there's again like this uh, this particular roadmap that brands and agencies can take, right? Um, in order to learn about these technologies and what their role is in it, um, or could be, right? Um, again, using that design thinking uh, approach that, that we've talked before. But AR for me is one of those building blocks to get you into the metaverse when that actually matures um, over time. Um, if I look at the Gartner hype cycle that comes out, I think, every year, right, for the hype cycle for emerging technologies. AR had that projection of where it was completely hyped up, or I'm talking about a decade ago, and then it kind of went into that uh, trough of disillusionment, so where, you know, people were a bit disillusioned by what the tech can do. And then it um, had the uptick, and it actually went mainstream a few years ago, um, you know, with uh, changes in hardware and devices by Apple and by Google and by, uh, you know, the, the web AR that we spoke about before. So AR is basically mainstream now. But then when I looked at, um, and it was last year, the updated Gartner hype cycle, right? The metaverse was still in the beginning of the hype cycle um, and predicted to only mature in about 10 years time. So on that kind of roadmap, I would say, you know, brands have opportunity now to get their um, hands dirty, right? With this kind of technology, test VR, test AR, because all of this will be uh, the building blocks of the metaverse when it matures. Yeah, definitely. I think there, there's lots of opportunities for brands to start planning ahead. Uh, and Johan and Chris, I was actually thinking that it's all about timing, right? When consumers are ready, I think you will know, you know, um, you know, especially with South Africa, it's um, access to smartphones, you know, to connectivity. Um, so, so there's other challenges around it that could slow down or increase the adoption so guys in closing i know you guys mentioned that there is a ar playbook how do um the listeners get hold of you if they're interested in getting some uh, you know education consultation ideas um how did they tap into the expertise of zapper and yuan from a local perspective Oh, amazing. Chris, maybe um, if you want to go and, you know, um, kind of let people know about all your amazing resources that you have available for everyone to dip into. Um, yeah, of course. So um, Zapper have a website, zapper.com. Um, we also have a creative tool called um, Zapworks, and the URL for that is zap.works. 
within those two websites, we also have a, a whole host of content that we produce. So as you kind of alluded to, augmented reality is more than just the tools. Um, so we offer um, training programs, we offer, uh, which, are, which are paid for. We also offer free webinars. We have a huge documentation site, which has a whole host of example projects and, and tutorials on how to get started augmented reality. So yeah, I, if you want to learn more about Zappa and what we do, I would head to zappa.com. Um, if you want to reach out to me, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm Chris Holton. Um, you should find me if you search Zappa as well. Cool. Thanks, Chris. And then, order to your question, like locally, I, um, as a, a training partner for for, for Zappa, I kind of also create Zappa powered uh, workshops. Kind of call it like strategy labs, and those are very much kind of interactive kind of um, sessions with brands and agencies to kind of really unpack. First of all, you know what's opportunities of web AR. How does it? How can it fit into your marketing mix? Um, how can you start building an AR roadmap? And then using um, frameworks like you know, the design thinking um, for AR um, to kind of like go into almost like a, a sprint mode, right? Like hackathons of where working with the, the teams to kind of get their hands dirty with uh, the brief, some assets um, and building their own versions of AR just to understand the concepts and understand that space um, that you could now be creative within. Um, so that's the, how um, from, a, from a local level, um, uh, the brands can, can tap into that um, experience. Okay, thanks guys. I think that's awesome that you know, people can get hold of you. So thank you so much for joining the conversation today and really appreciate it and thoroughly enjoyed it. Thanks so much, Audrey. Thank we you. loved it as well. Yeah, thank you very much. Okay, great. thanks guys. Bye-bye. Cheers. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in today. Massive shout out to the Infinity Media team in Santon in sponsoring today's episode. Don't forget to follow my Instagram handle at TalkDigitalZA. Comment on this week's episode, share your ideas and who knows, you could feature on the next one.